abundance. We all want more of it. Health, relationships, career, prosperity. To be human is to strive for more. There's ample advice on how to create abundance. We need to have positive thoughts and believe in ourselves. But what happens if positive thinking doesn't come naturally? Are we doomed? I'm Jill McCabe, author, entrepreneur, negative thinker turned optimist, and your host on the Thinking Vitamins podcast. For years, I struggled to believe in myself. And for years, I fell short of my goals and aspirations. Until I learned a nifty bit of neuroscience that taught me how we can all rewire our brains to have more positive thoughts, self-belief, and abundance. That's what I created Thinking Vitamins for. Thinking Vitamins are sticky ideas, mantras, and perspective shifts that retrain your brain to expect good things to happen to you. So I ask you, are you ready to boost your abundance? Let's dive in. Today, I wanted to talk to all you empathetic souls, to all of us who have really been overwhelmed by the tragedies that we are seeing in the world. And it pains my heart to say that tragedies is an understatement. We've been seeing atrocities. We've seen two years of COVID create loneliness and depression and confusion. We've seen the environmental disasters one after another. And at the time of recording this, there is a horrific war in the Ukraine against the Ukrainian people. And there is such sadness, such pain in the the unified consciousness, if you will. And I think empathetic souls are really feeling that just recently and you know it's a very controversial topic but there is the Will Smith and Chris Rock incident at the Oscars with Will slapping Chris and that made me really think about and not to get into the who did what and right and no clearly we don't hit people but I looked at Will and I know he's an empathetic soul and I wondered I wondered how the universal consciousness may or may not be affecting him. So so I reach out and I look for someone who is an expert in anger, okay? I want to find someone who really knows their stuff about about getting clean and and really transmuting or turning anger into into peace. And I find, I mean, wow, just wait till I meet this woman. Okay. Monica Canducci she said, oh yeah, I've tamed the anger dragon. Let me tell you a bit about her and then we're going to get talking to her and learn if you are an empathetic soul, also finding that you've been volatile, also finding that you have not been yourself. I think this uh, this conversation is going to be really important. Monica Canducci was born in Italy in 1965. She's an author, an artist, a certified rolfer, certified transformation, mindfulness, spiritual coach, the creator of Move in Mind Method, based on neuroplasticity and mind-body connections, and the Sacred Body Program, aimed at supporting women of all ages to reconnect with their true self and thrive. 
Beginning in the 90s, Monica studied neuroscience, psychotherapy, hypnosis, psychology, astrology, yoga, meditation, martial arts, dance, and several healing practices from different parts of the world, constantly exploring the interconnections between body structure, thoughts, and emotions from both a scientific and spiritual perspective. Oh my gosh, this woman is so up my alley. I love Monica. I can hardly wait to introduce you. She's the author of books about self-development, spiritual awareness, and healing, among which The Sacred Body, Embody Your Feminine Wholeness at Any Age to Thrive by Reconnecting to Nature Cycles and The Healing Attitude, Find the meaning of your symptoms and embrace the healing process. Monica, thank you for agreeing to chat with me about, I think, something that is affecting a lot of people in the world today. Thank you so much for hosting me because I, I always love to connect and I love, I love to speak. I, I'm Italian, you know, so I love to speak. <laughs> and, and then I, you will notice my creative accent and I hope it's understandable. <laughs> for me, it's understandable. Listeners, I'm sure that you're going to figure it out. With Jill McCabe, boost your abundance in every way. We are all passengers, subconscious at the wheel. How do we train the brain to make our vision real? Practice thinking vitamins, do it Let's dive in. So my request, we met, we were in a group online for people working on their books. And I reached out and said, hey, is anyone here an expert in anger, specifically overcoming anger? Uh, and the reason I was interested is the, the Will Smith situation just made me realize that you know, when these things happen, you know, people say, well, why did he do that? And they're wondering what his cognitive reasons were. But I, I think that went much deeper. I don't think it was a cognitive decision to go do that. I think it was a primal decision. Monica, what can you tell us about what might have been going on for him? Well, I don't know what is what was going on for him, but I know what usually goes on for us. And uh, yes, Definitely, when we feel triggered, when we perceive anything as a threat, we can react really like a reptile, not even a mammal, <laughs> but really with our primal reaction. And uh, maybe, I'm sure, he, as many, many other people, he worked on his anger for sure. But I think in that moment, in that very moment, something triggered something else. And this is what we should be able to realize because this can happen to everybody. You've worked with a lot of people and helped them heal anger. Can you tell us more? Can you tell us more about that? I have to start with saying that I usually 
I always, as a, as a child, as a teenager, I used to suffer a lot for other people's anger. I felt at the time, really, well, I'm so small. I'm really <laughs> very small. <laughs> and I was, I was the smallest in, in the class. And I perceived everything like a threat. And I was like a target for other people's, not just bullying, but sometimes also anger. In my family, my father is like a, a constant volcano <laughs> exploding for, for, not for nothing. And then he forgets, like, uh, what? Oh, are you sad? Why? What happens? So I realized growing up that Maybe I had to look at this more deeply. And then I discovered a lot of anger inside of myself. And that was the discovery. That was interesting for me. And uh, the, the most interesting part <laughs> came later when I realized that, uh, yes, we are looking for light, for the light. We are looking to improve ourselves. We want to improve. We want to see this world uh, a better place. But sometimes we forget that, like trees, we have roots in the depth of earth, in the darkness, and it's there that we can find some nourishment. So I realized that uh, we need a balance. We need to look at our shadow, to our dark sides, because sometimes it's more than one. <laughs> we need really to, to dig a bit, like uh, go in the depth and see what is in those roots or even beyond the roots. And we can turn our fear or sadness or anger into something more functional, more pr productive. But we can't do it if we don't acknowledge that first. This is the first step. And the more we want to separate like take distance from that and the more and the more <laughs> the anger will be there ready to jump up every time we we are triggered so this is really okay so i want to capture what you've said a little bit for myself and and for any of the listeners who just thought that was as fascinating as i did so like trees with the roots that grow deep underground that was quite powerful and what I think I hear you saying is that the anger comes up when we're trying to create a distance between ourselves and this deeper parts of ourselves. The roots are possibly even deeper. I'm going to want you to talk about that because that's fascinating. Yes. <laughs> and we've, yeah, so we've got to create, when you say we've, you know, so for me, that sounded like. You know, is that like when we're not taking ownership or is that when we're blaming others? Is that what what do you mean by that? Yeah, please go on. Well, there's well, it's really huge because everybody's different. We have very personal stories. So the story my story is different from your story, and so we can acknowledge that well, it's I, now I'm speaking very in general terms, but most of the time I see uh, that we would like to be like the leaves reaching for the sun. <laughs> I love, I love to use metaphors. I work with metaphors and they works. I work with mental images a lot and with movement. So, uh, I, I, I love to 
connect to nature when I speak, like creating images, because we, we all know trees, right? I think everybody <laughs> knows a tree. And so I feel this is a nice metaphor for us because uh, we can identify ourselves with the tree standing beautiful. Now it's spring in this hemisphere at least. And so the, the leaves are coming out again, just bored, just new. But we tend to forget that there is something that we don't see the roots and there is a word there that can be not so much pleasant because in the depth of mother earth we have darkness and cold but if we go deeper then we, we can find the fire too we can find the lava we can find really the roots of volcanoes right so in in every human beings we have all this and, uh, you know, in alchemy, we, we hear or we read books and uh, there is this thing about uh, uh, turning lead into gold, right? We want to have the gold at the end of the process. So we need the lead. We need, actually, to dive with our roots into those aspects of ourselves that we can feel like uncomfortable, like anger. And the more we are able to accept that there is anger within, because we, we can feel shy, we can blame ourselves. We, when we meet those parts of ourselves, it's like there is judgment. Because, of course, it's not, uh, it's, it's, it's not nice to go around and hit people, right? But in order to tame the dragon, we need to know the dragon. I, I like to speak about dragons too. And um, I, one of my spiritual teachers, my spiritual master, used to say, our ego is like a horse or a dragon, if you prefer. And if you have a horse, you don't kill the horse. You use the horse to go faster so that you can, you can proceed speedy. So you have to tame your horse. Otherwise, the horse will bring you where he wants you to be, not where you want to go. And with a dragon of anger, it's exactly the same. We can use a dragon. A dragon is powerful. <laughs> Fire, wings, you know, it's really powerful. But the issue is that if we don't tame the dragon and then the, the dragon overcome our will, then we can have an issue. So I... I have a real background with anger. I grew up in a really tumultuous household. There was a lot of uh, violence, um, physical violence uh, amongst, yeah, it just, it, it was, I had a knife thrown at my head uh, when I was a, like a big cooking knife and it missed and went into a wooden sort of cupboard behind my head. Um, so very, very violent. and. I grew up, you know, in my 20s, I had this really, you know, I would be kind of keep the peace, keep the peace, keep the peace, keep the peace. And then but if I lost my peace, I mean, I really would lose it. I would just get so angry. And the anger that came out of me was like, I couldn't control it. 
And it, it was, um, you know, fortunately, I like, you know, I have been over the years by a specifically with me doing a great, you know, similar, not similar to you in some ways, I've gotten really interested in the science of really understanding how to reprogram. That's a lot of my work is around reprogramming the mind um, in order because I had all these success blocks and money blocks and I had this business helping other people build businesses. And and when I tried to you know help other people as a consultant, I was fine. But as soon as I tried to create my own true business, you know, that could outlive me, I all of a sudden came up against all sorts of barriers. As I worked on my own self-love, I somehow over the years completely like I'm one of the most temperate people I have ever met now. But I had these crazy explosive, you know, anger episodes. And so my process, I think, was just ongoing work of loving myself. I honestly think it really and forgiving and forgiving, you know, forgiving the the violent nature of my upbringing. I had a mentally ill father. Forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. Um, so that that's a little bit of my story and what that's what hit the compassion piece for me in what's going on today because you know I deeply believe that we are I mean there's all sorts of scientific evidence that we are all connected if you and I hold hands some of our cells will jump into each other's hands like it's 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 clear so I do think all this this pain in the world today I do think that sometimes the anger is not our own right I do think that you can be in a room Okay, I, I'm interested, Monica. I actually have a, a question. I don't. I know you've done a whole lot of stuff, but one thing I learned about recently through a client, who then later came and did some training for my community, uh, she is an expert in uh, human design. She's just written her third book in human design, Robin Wynn, and she taught me that I'm a projector, and projectors actually amplify the emotions and feelings of others. And so I notice that sometimes people sort of she called me a bank machine, right? Because my clients, when they come to me with good, I'll make them bigger. But if you come to me with anger, I could potentially also yeah. exaggerate yeah. that like projecting is projecting. Yes, yes. Obama's a, a projector, by the way. So I think that's kind of fun. So both Obama's, I think Michelle and Barack, if I'm correct, I might, I'd have to double check that. I'm not sure. One of them is possibly both. So what do you make of all of that? Like how we might actually be picking up from and energetically resonating with all of this pain in the world as well. Well, it, this is why it's so important to look at the crown of the tree, but also at the roots. Because when we look only at one direction, actually the opposite can create some troubles. I'm an empath. I had to train myself so much. Sorry, now I have my 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 cat the point is is to keep a balance and i usually suggest to look at nature nature is a combination of uh, all the elements and the element fire in nature is life it's uh, not just the heat or the fire itself but it's really in the, in the human body it's the principle without which we we die Okay, because it's metab the metabolism itself. And anger is related to, to the fire. While emotions, the other emotions, the empathetic uh, exchange is ruled by water. 
it's like uh, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting because they are opposite. And this is why we have always to look at the balance. So it's fascinating to notice that if here it's spring in the opposite hemisphere, it's uh, autumn. And if uh, on this side of Earth is day, is, and then on the other side is night. And in ourselves, this is always happening. We, it's like recording and absorbing everything consciously, consciously and unconsciously. And we can amplify other people's uh, emotions because there are so many signals, subliminal signals, uh, passing, energetically speaking, but also visually speaking. And we, we, we can detect, even if we don't recognize that, we don't notice that. But we feel, we see, we collect the emotions of, of the other people around us. And I'm fascinated by the morphogenetic field theory. It's Rupert Sheldrake. I don't know if you know that. It's the phenomenon of the hundred monkey. He, he made this theory, he created this theory, thinking and explaining that every species, every kind, like cats, dogs, human beings, we, we belong to a field, the morphogenetic field, and we resonate because the field resonates. And when the, those scientists studying the monkeys on an island observed that the, the monkeys used to wash potatoes, they love potatoes, and eat the potatoes after washing the potatoes in the river. One monkey discovered that washing the potato in the salted water of the sea, the potato was much better. <laughs> and so in the community, in that island, all the monkeys tried, started imitating the monkey. And uh, when the phenomenon reached the hundred monkey on the island, at the same time, all, all the monkeys in the world, that species, that particular species, because it's a, it was a rare, uh, uh, sorry, a rare spice species. Is, I'm speaking correctly. Yes, I think okay. you are. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I'm, it's not spice, it's species. Right? No, species. Yes, yeah, species. You got it right. Yes. yes. So they, it was a, um, uh, there was a, um, a study going on on that species because they were rare and the scientists were like what is this because all the monkeys in other sides of the world they started all together to wash their potato in the salted water of the sea so it was like a transmission of knowledge and this is fascinating because it's like okay so when we when we reach the critical mass, the number we need, then we pass the, 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 the knowledge, emotional knowledge or, or cognitive knowledge. Of. This is why spiritual masters and teachers, they say that um, we need at least one third of the population being enlightened to pass the enlightenment to all the other people, right? But this works, yeah, this works <laughs> probably, this works not just for the function of things. This could work also for uh, fears and anger because uh, 
when we start producing fear because there are things going on making us feel worried and then it's easier to pass this fear to other people and and let's hope this also <laughs> work with the, the functional feelings and emotions but uh, looking at the anger around the world after two years uh, of lockdowns and this and that it makes sense that there, there is a kind of leak <laughs> maybe i want there's a potentially a leak. Yes. Wow. Okay. This, uh, I just need to take a moment and just, wow. Those of you, so first of all, you might be, this podcast is available everywhere and I don't know what platform uh, listener you are currently listening on, but just so you know, I have a version that also goes on YouTube. So a couple of cool things about YouTube is that you get to see Monica's cat. Yes, and my cat's fur everywhere, and it's not orbs. I said, oh, you have a fairy. No, it's not a fairy, and it's not an orb. It's Greta's fur. Greta, I show okay, you for it's, those. It's, she's, uh, she's so very, if you decide to come check us out on YouTube, you'll yeah, get this exactly. really adorable cat. The other yeah. thing you'll see is my jaw hanging open as Monica just totally takes this conversation into a very powerful, powerful place. And like, wow. So that was incredible. You know, somehow in the back of my mind, I'd heard that I, I know that monkey story and it had completely slipped my mind. But now that I'm thinking of it, I just think it's so brilliant of you to have brought it into this conversation because it's true. If we have all of this fear and all this negativity, and let's say it's one third of the population and that will spread, you know, this is really the call of, of my work. I mean, thinking vitamins is all about practical ideas that we can use to increase abundance. And what, you know, even in reaction, to something like Will and, and Chris, let's let the legal situation take care of that. I, you know, my wish for humanity would be that we just all practice compassion because talking about it, judging it, um, you know, I, I'd love us to just find, you know, let, let the legal do what the legal needs to do. Yeah, yeah, let Chris yeah. do what he needs to do. Let Will do what Will needs to do. Let that, you know, do but let's look at ourselves how do we clean how do we use this as an opportunity to practice compassion um stay out of judgment really go into ourselves clean up use it as an opportunity to clean up messes we have you know when's the last time our our ire you know somebody was like kind of up maybe it didn't go as far as his okay that's fine but maybe it still went higher than it needs to go and so if we are kind of collectively strained then what if each of us could take responsibility and get collectively healed and so i know monica has some ideas for us because this is part of her clinical practice and she's going to share some things that we can do to it will be to heal our hearts or souls <laughs> yeah no go ahead yeah well, I know it looks like it looks weird. I told you, I'm, <laughs> well, I, I'm also an astrologer. I love symbols and archetypes and I love to work really connecting. Sorry for Greta. She is a little bit like 
running and showing herself because she wants to show up. She's a, a diva. Of course. It's a garbo. It's like the garbo, you know. It's, a, I, I, it's, it's the perfect name for it. So I would say that, you know, you know gravity, how it works. It works like uh, you want to reach uh, the top and you have to push down if you want to grow up, exactly like the tree. You drill earth with your roots and you grow up to reach the sun, the light, okay? And this is really how our world works. We are built like this. So in order to transform our anger and create more compassion and more of those pleasant feelings and sentiments, emotions we, we want to create, I would say, roar. Like, ow! I know it looks so weird. But in order to transform, we need to acknowledge first. So, you have, do you have a drum? You can drum your anger or someone else's anger. You can dance. You can sing your anger. Anger is something physically like strong. It's a kinetic uh, feeling. It's not just anger like, you know, the, it's like steam. It's like a volcano. <laughs> anger usually hits us because it, it's like it bursts, something like this. So when we want to calm down, I'm, I'm, I love so much, I love harmony. For me, as an empath, I would always peace and love i would like peace and love everywhere but but it doesn't work this way in 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 this on this planet it doesn't work this way we need also to turn mm, those strong emotions those reptile habits like mm, and into something functional so instead of trying immediately to convert the anger into compassion I would say use this fire. I'm, I'm 57 and uh, I'm, I'm working with a lot of women and already in menopause who are going through roller coasters with their emotions. And my, my suggestion, my advice with, with them is all the same. Don't take distance from what is bothering you as the first step. Because otherwise, you will never integrate those uh, roller coasters and peaks or valleys. We need to deal, we need to acknowledge what we want to transform. Otherwise, we cannot transform that. So, when we want to create more compassion, uh, letting go our judgment, let's first just connecting to our inner fire because the fire is the transforming element anger is connecting to fire and the fire is the element of transformation is the element is the most dangerous but the most powerful when we train our fire we can do everything we can really really create everything in our body mind and life so, in order to create more compassion, just acknowledge the fact that you are dealing with, with anger, and anger 
is power. And that power can be expressed without hurting anybody, nor yourself, nor objects or people, but just convert it, transform it into energy, pure energy. This is why I say we can sing loud our anger. We can dance, really. We can feel this power and channel this power by roaring, like, <laughs> and you can roar. I would be happy okay. if everybody <laughs> would roar. Okay, I'm going to try it. All right, here, yes. let's go. Yeah. It's a yes, start. I need fantastic. to go louder. Yeah, I think yes. it's like go beginning go. roar. So it's it's a trial roar. Um, sure. Okay, you said so many things. Before we we're gonna roar in a second. I, yes. I need to punctuate this because I know there are listeners. I know that some of you also, you know, because I know because I have clients who come to me as they're creating their businesses and they'll have, uh, you know, they'll have an altercation with someone in their family and there's deep there's shame. There's shame in that. There's like, why did I do that? And I should be better than that. And, and, you know, and, and, and of course, like I, there's always the acknowledging of the emotion and it's, it's okay to have it. But what I hear that you're saying, that's one step beyond. So let's talk about the step that, I, you know, we often hear is label the emotions. And when we label the emotions, we disempower them. But what I'm hearing Monica say, which I really love is, hey, guess what, folks? That anger that you have, that's power that you have. And you have an opportunity to turn, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong in a moment, but like, this is what I'm hearing. And I just want to make sure our, our listeners are getting this too, that you have this opportunity to, first of all, you've got this anger. Well, you can just say to yourself, wow, look at this power I have. And then what can you do with that power? You can roar, you know, or you can sing. And I remember, and this is really bringing me back. I remember when I was transforming my life. I'm a fire sign, by the way, Monica. I'm a Sagittarius. (laughs) And (laughs) I'm a Capricorn, but Aries rising and moon. So Aries rising. And I have a Pisces. So fire, water. but I was, when I was writing my first book, that book really, uh, it's for those listeners who don't know, I wrote a book called It's Go Time, Build the Business and Life You Really Want, showing expertise-based practitioners how to actually build a scalable business that doesn't suck the life out of you, that actually gives you time for life. And when I was writing that, that was really something that was transforming my life. And that was right before I did that, I did have a lot more anger. I'm living more my truth now. And I used to listen to like intense songs. And I would sing along with this intense music. And that's making me think about what you're talking about, because it was helping me channel all of this energy that I had in me, but into something that was, you know, that didn't have a victim, and including me, right? Because even when we're angry, we can be our own victim. But by doing that, I, I took the energy, I did something with it. And I'm just connecting dots about what I you know, and I think it was just intuitive at that point. You know, anger is connected to fire and fire is creativity. And what I feel, it's not just for the women, it's for everybody. 
But we, our lifestyle is not helpful, really, because uh, we are not designed for the kind of lifestyle we create. That's a fact, physiologically speaking. So there are no rites of passage. There are no celebration connected to nature, not anymore. But if you go, I, I studied with shamans and medicine men and women and the healers from other countries for years. And I, I could see that, wow, they are so connected to nature and they, they don't take things personally. They understand that there is a balance. And when they take the time to celebrate the element, then why anger should bother them if they celebrate fire? Creatively speaking, giving birth to their creation, artistic or whatever, you know? So sometimes our anger is not the personal against these that it's just the energy we repress we compress can the energy can't find a way hmm? we can't harness it we can't channel it but that energy can be sensuality artistic creativity can be the energy you use for writing a book can be something else can be the energy the power to be just in touch with ourselves and to express who we are. And sometimes the anger that pops up is the anger we we have against ourselves because we we didn't find the way to be who we really are yet. Wow. Uh, Monica, I hope you'll agree to come back and chat with me again. This has just been absolutely everything I hoped it might be and 10 times more. I think, listeners, there are so many thinking vitamins that have come from today from I'm going to have to re-listen to this a couple of times, that's for sure. But just understanding your anger is power. Your anger is creativity. Maybe not finding its right channel or outlet. And it's that figuring out where you need to be or what you need to be doing. In fact, if that is your situation, I teach you how to do that in my book, It's Go Time, which I give away for free at my website, that exact figuring out what you're doing. And by all means, I know some of these people, our listeners here, are going to want to get uh, more information from you, Monica, and check out your books. Can you tell our listeners where they can get more information from you? Oh, well, they can definitely find me on Facebook or look at my website. There is a lot of free stuff in, in, in my website. So if someone wants to explore more of our inner wild wisdom. I'm sure some of our listeners are going to want to follow up with you. And we will make sure that Monica's uh, website and Facebook link are in the show notes so that you can go and learn more about this uh, tremendous woman who, uh, thank you so much for joining me today. You've enriched my understanding of of what I think is a very important uh, conversation to be having right now. Thank you so much for hosting me, and it was such a pleasure for me, so thanks. 
And that is today's episode. Thinking Vitamins with Jill McCabe Boost your abundance in every way Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my brand new Thinking Vitamins podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support the show, I'd be grateful if you'd take a moment to like, follow on your favorite platforms, and share with one or two of your friends who've been seeking more abundance. If you'd like additional resources, including a free copy of my book, It's Go Time, by visiting thinkingvitamins.com. That wraps up what I have for you today. Until next time, remember, when it comes to training your mind to expect success, repetition wins. Practice your thinking vitamins every day and you will become more abundant in every way. Change your mind and change your life. See you next week.